0: Here we go. One last show. <laughs> Thank you, Derek Brandale One last show before a well-deserved <laughs> summer off. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandale, all along for the ride in the next hour. Guys, uh, we are going solo. This is just the three of us as we wrap up Everything and anything in this hour, uh, as much as we love our guests, and we've had some great ones, this is just going to be the three of us raw, unfiltered takes of this. season. I love listening to you when
1: I'm on. That,
0: that, we, that we just had, and we can go anywhere. The canvas is blank. Sammy, right. JB, we're going to paint in the next hour. Anywhere and everywhere you want to go. So let's just start with the big picture of going back to September when Sammy declared that he didn't care about anything about this regular season. <laughs> All he cared about is winning one round. <laughs> Sammy, you got your wish, buddy. You got your wish. Yeah. You should be ecstatic today.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a very nice way to start the show, Kevin. I'm thrilled. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a great Come on, I buddy. Will, I will say that, okay, I know it was a bad ending, and it wasn't pretty, but I have said this to you guys multiple times, that, that how badly and how crappy the ending was can't take away from how electrifying that first round win was. It was. It was excellent. It was amazing. The Leafs had three overtime victories in Tampa Bay. They came back from four one down in one of those games. Ryan O'Reilly scored a tying goal late in one of those games to send it to overtime. The captain, who was much maligned, scored a goal to send them to the second round for the first time since I was in high school. Like there was great moments within that first round, but yes, it's all washed away by the fact that they laid a monster egg against um against the Florida Panthers. but yeah. I think it's progress, boys. I do. I really do. Maybe it's just I'm feeling good. Summer's almost here. But, uh, yeah, it was progress.
0: One game progress. You buy that
2: crap.
1: (laughs) You know, it was moving
2: goalposts all year about what – was going to constitute a successful season for the Leafs. I will say the one person I know who held pretty firm on their belief was uh, Nick Kiprios, who said it was a Stanley Cup or bust year. Get to the final. You got to, you know, do something big. As the team struggled and things, I think we did shift the goalpost back to maybe just getting out of the first round is okay. I don't know. This to me felt like the absolute no definitive answer outcome, you know. Kind of successful, kind of not. Didn't do terribly. Didn't do great. It's just the you know more Rorschach, Rorschach test. You, you saw what you wanted to see in this season for Leafs fans, and now they have a whole new team.
0: You know, whole if, new team. If, if if I look back at that first round against Tampa, you you would have hoped that it would have played out. JB like your dad's team. Letting go of those, you know, those consecutive Stanley Cups to a younger, hungrier Edmonton Oilers, who, by the way, failed a few times before they got it right. Yeah. And then once they took over and beat the Islanders, they never looked back. That's what I was hoping for when the Toronto Maple Leafs played the Tampa Bay Lightning, that it was just it was just their time to take over, that they would be younger, hungrier, the better team. And it was just time for Tampa Bay to let go. But that yep. series never left me feeling that way. And there was a strong argument argument that they, the, the Leafs got outplayed by Tampa Bay Lightning. They weren't the better team and yet they found a way to close this off in six games. Am I, am I talking out of uh, the side of my mouth on this, JB? Did well, it feel like a dominated series for you against you know Tampa
2: what? Bay? No, but you know what bugs me about that, Kipper? Is What's that? No one cared when they outplayed Tampa and lost. You know, like I'm hearing all these people go, oh, they, they weren't the better team in the series, but they won. It's like, okay, if you care about who's the better team, then you must have been really impressed by their performance when they lost. Were you really, really pumped? No? Oh, you cared about results then. And now all of a sudden they get the results and go, yeah. no, nah, I didn't like how they did it, though. So, uh, okay, what do you, which one is it for me? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. It's
0: fair. I'll give you that one. <laughs>
2: at, the, at the end of the day, all that
0: matters is who's moving on and who, who isn't.
2: Right. moving Right. But I will say after that, I would love to listen to our shows because the there was a common sentiment that was like, oh, like the, the the weight is off their shoulders. They got past this thing that's been holding them back. And now they're going to be shot out of a cannon. And then they came out and peed down their leg.
1: So now, if there's a defining moment of the pee down their leg with the Leafs it's game two against Florida where they put on one of the best performances that they've ever put on in the sort of Matthews era. It was dominant from start to finish outside. What was that? What was it? 60 seconds that we talked about where they scored two goals to start the second period. I forget who awesome. it was. It's sort bark Barkov shot one in the net from the top of the circle on a wrist shot. I forget who else scored in that moment. But the Leafs put on an absolute clinic the rest of that game, and they couldn't beat Bobrovsky. They head down to Florida down 2-0 with no room for error. They lose the third game in OT, and then here we are. But, you know, they find a win- way to win that game too, and it's obviously a completely different story. I just think that they got punched in the mouth pretty hard by that Florida team. They weren't expecting it. They You can take me to my dying day. said they would have had a better chance against Boston than they would against, against uh, Florida after seeing it happen it's just it's a it was a bad way for it to end but yeah i don't know like i don't know what the greater point here is the new general manager came in and got rid of everyone outside of the top four so we'll see
0: so again if if we go back outside of your prediction of of just winning a round to be successful uh what was the biggest storyline for you coming into this past season would it have been the goaltending scenario of who stands up it was really opened for debate whether or not matt murray was just going to be anointed uh the number one goalie or in fact he would have been in a race for it injuries kind of led us down that path though at the end didn't it
2: yeah yeah, yeah i think so you know it's It was a weird goaltending year. It felt like a lot of things were like almost trial. Like there was the training, the season felt like training camp because we all said regular season doesn't matter. So there was a lot of, let's figure out what we have in this guy or in this line or in these different configurations. Sammy got calling Keith Tinkerbell at one point. Like he didn't stick with anything, the amount of lineup tinkering, but. It, you know, so it just felt like trial and error. And to your point, injuries didn't let us get a clear picture of who was going to be the goaltender uh, for them. And, you know, at the end of the day, we sit there, Matt Murray's healthy, and they played Joe Wool in, in round two. You know, so yeah. we got our and, – and imagine now that we're talking about they're going to bring this guy back potentially, and this is the guy they didn't even deem playable in the second round for a guy who had played a dozen NHL games. So the goaltending situation is in a much more concerning place here until we see Murray gone and Samsonov resigned.
1: Well, I, to me, the biggest, the biggest story to me is them letting their, you know, longtime general manager come into the season as a quote unquote lame duck. It was the last year of his contract and have him, you know, exercise at the deadline and do act like he was going to be here after and he traded away all the picks and everything and then have one of the most wild weeks in my career in my life following the Leafs where Kyle Dubas gives a all-time press conference where he which we had live amazing oh amazing he said he doesn't want to do it anymore and he's like I'm You know, my family hates this. I'm tired. I hate this job. (laughs) I hate the Leafs. I hate everyone in Toronto. I hate (laughs) Shannon. Is that what he said? (laughs) No. And then he gets fired, and then Brendan Shanahan somehow comes out and one-ups him with a even more electrifying press conference four days later. So, to me, the dubest thing all year was the biggest story. We talked about it every day, boys.
0: You know, and. Listen, I, I mean, we we did call it back in September, October that this could have potentially a, a a distracting ripple effect, but it never did. It feel like that to you that that it was headed to where it it, it exploded in that famous uh, you know five day back to back press conferences because. We had also heard rumblings, but it never got to the point where it was front page news that there was any dissension at all between Shanahan and, and Dubis. to me,
1: except in Kipper's it, corner. It,
0: it it didn't. Well, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't go there. I, I really didn't. Uh, I, I thought in many ways it was going to sort itself out. I mean, I was as shocked as anyone that, uh, there wasn't a lot that led us to believe that it was going to blow up in that manner. The the the, the, the car crash that, that everybody pulled over to look at didn't really happen in October, November, December, or even in the new year. It really happened within that small window. He mm-hmm. was the guy to come back. He decided to play his negotiating cards at the very last minute in front of all the hockey world to see. No one saw that coming, especially Brendan Shanahan.
2: And you just can't take that punch publicly as Shanahan did and do nothing. You know what I do wonder about is in the alternate reality here where he comes back, where he d- he listens to Shanahan, doesn't do that press conference and just decides that yeah, he's going to extend. Is Keith gone then? You know, like, do they then fire the coach? Do they then trade Willie or or Mitch? In like, a new guy has the ability to come in and say, "Well, I, I, you know, I haven't been here. I'm going to take a look at this. Whatever." You could not have had Kyle come back and just run it all back again. The public, I don't know. I
0: I, I got the sense that uh, they were all coming back. Really, like, Kyle comes back but has to get rid of his favorite coach. I, and and the mere fact that Sheldon's still here without him, I think, gives you your answer whether or not he would have been back or not with, with Sheldon. MLSE does not look like they were ready to give him an, an ultimatum. And there doesn't really? appear to be an ultimatum right now from the board. Does Is there? there? L has for...
1: been in the... They've been firing coaches left and right. TFC got their their coach got fired. Their big name guy got fired. Nick Nurse gets fired. Like, do they want to look make it look like everybody's getting fired in the same week here? Like, I think I think there's probably some stability stuff that they looked at too. But yeah, I the I think the dubis outcome is one that you could have predicted in terms of him not being here anymore. But I think the way it happened was completely unpredictable. That yeah. is what no one saw coming. Like, you could have talked to me now at this point of the summer and said they just fired Dubis right after the year and it was another year where they failed in the playoffs and that's fine. But the fact that he was going to come back and it was the leverage thing and who knows what actually happened, well, we kind of know what happened thanks to Shanny. But I, I think it was a pretty surprising outcome because of the way it happened.
0: Yeah. Let, let's go back to uh, uh, the the California road trip. In which oh, Sheldon called God. out his core four, was that was that a bigger sign for what was uh, that light ahead for them during the regular season?
2: You know what's crazy is what he said at the time was pretty inconsequential. Like it was like our you know our elite players weren't elite, or I think he said our best players weren't our best players, which they weren't. They were not at that time. They did not play spectacular in the California road trip. And then I think what really you know, we've talked about this as one of the pivotal moments in the season. The next day to have to be like, ah, uh, I'd like to, you know, walk that, that back is. was a big deal.
0: But but that wasn't sure. this first time, Sammy, that uh he's accused his team of being soft.
1: Soft and purposeless. Was that the year before? There you go. That was the year before. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right? So yeah. It, Sheldon's it's it's had a bit of a He right.
1: played soft. Well,
0: listen, he's back. And we've had a major shift, uh, soft and purposeless, with Max Domi, Ryan Reeves, right, and uh, Damn, Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. Now, you're, you're less apt to use that uh, to that, to coin that phrase. For Absolutely,
2: sure. you're just looking but for I'd... some people who are jerks. Yeah. You know, like, like it's go, not that Domi's going to run over anyone, Kip, or throws a bunch of hits or Bertuzzi either. But No, like,
0: but he could, he could come after you. He could stick you. He can yeah. do a lot of things that could piss you off.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I li- I think that's a little bit of what they're looking for. You know, there is an element. We talked about bunting. Like, do you want a guy on Matthew's line who creates more scrums? You know, Bertuzzi's not, not going to do that. Um so you know it's going to be a little bit it's always going to be on a guy like Matthews the best players you got to get involved you just got to be a part of that and stick up for your guy and and you know that's going to be a test for him next year is does he want to be a guy who sticks his nose in there a bit uh, he hasn't through most of his career here that'll be interesting to watch if there's any development on that front so with
0: that, the exception that's... of right Ryan... yeah go ahead Sammy
1: well, I was just gonna say that California road trip. I just the thing that comes out of that and will always come out of that for me is the Luke Fox article. Luke Fox, who you know has never been the most scathing writer and he's a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, just absolutely took a flamethrower to the elite's <laughs> room after that. <laughs> you remember that article boys? I and do, we yes. after it. yeah and like and we had we referenced that throughout the whole year being like he's gonna be right one way or another. and it's like he kind of. Was he right? Like, uh, like yes yeah.
2: The other thing too I remember is uh, Sonette on Spit and Chicklets talking about those guys. We'll, we'll call it partying too much on their way oh, through yeah. California. Potentially a little effed out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. So
0: I don't know. Well, I... they got the number one party planner in the league <laughs> right now about to join them, and you know there is a sense that. Not enough guys are, are, are getting dragged out to those um, events, according to Ryan Reeves.
2: Yeesh. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's all you can say. JB is yeesh. Yeah, this is our solution, mm. huh? What if we partied yeah, yeah. more? Anyway. Yeah
1: in Kipper's Corner Uh, next year. Brass Rail owner says the guys are there too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You think it works? You think he could... Okay, and maybe this is going to lead us into a Ryan O'Reilly discussion um, Mm -hmm. because uh, it's still kind of uh, a fresh wound, I think, for a lot of Lee fans that this guy, hometown guy basically, uh, (laughs) says, uh, don't didn't didn't really enjoy it. Not that much fun.
2: You know, uh, in Elliot's was it thirty two thoughts yes. for each said something like, "There's a lot." Oh, he said here. It's in quotes. There's I a lot the of clip. theories the about why O'Reilly. We have the clip. Is
1: that what he said? No, no. I just got the. I just put the quote there for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of theories about why O'Reilly didn't come back to Toronto. One of the things I really felt is that I think uh, Ryan O'Reilly likes his anonymity. Anonymity. Darn it! I should know that word. I Tough say it word. enough. All of the attention in Toronto. I don't think it really appealed to him. I don't know. Okay, okay, it's if not guy... like
0: he's. It's not like it's his second or third year in the league here. I mean, he's. He knows exactly what it was like. You might want to mention that uh, at the trade deadline, before you, you know, you you give the blessing to this trade. Like I, I don't get this. Someone explain it to me. I don't. Uh, know. I get I it. Can't come here, like get a
2: taste. Go win with the team. Get and a then... taste. You know the
0: taste. Everybody knows the taste here. It tastes like batteries. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Acid. (laughs) I just, so so you have to come and experience it to decide whether or not you like it or not. I mean, listen, I have the utmost respect for the player that Ryan O'Reilly is. But to now decide that you didn't like it and you want to just say that uh, I, I want to I, I just want to hide a little bit more off the ice to me is 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 a real strange uh, answer.
2: Yeah. I get it. I get it personally. I, you know, go get some attention and then go take my million somewhere where people leave me alone. I get it.
1: I don't blame that him. that screams to me as somebody who, you know, somebody in O'Reilly's camp that reached out the fridge and told him that. And that it's not like I, I don't necessarily believe that. Like, Freed is an excellent reporter and so, does everything. So, but so like, Sammy, to uh, me, it's when? to me he couldn't stand Sheldon Keith and he left. That's what oh. it comes out. to. Oh, me. oh, I read you've read that everywhere. That's been smoke. There's been fire. That's all this stuff. Like to me, it's yeah. pretty clear. Yeah, and it's like I, he, I don't
0: know. I don't know, uh, Sammy. If I just want to point it to one specific thing you don't
1: have to i will
0: maybe maybe it's just (laughs) the overall vibe and maybe it's just a little dabble here a little dabble there that uh says that uh you know i just i don't i don't believe in this program at the end of the day
1: that's wild you know what's a big part of the program the head coach
2: so are we gonna go through the summer without uh Nylander and Matthews contracts? We're just gonna move how, on
0: ahead. How does that here? happen? How, where where else is there to go after that?
1: Well, do we have any I mean, there's more where? smoke coming out about Willie here. And you saw what CJ was saying yesterday about how they're but, looking, we talked it, about we, this forever.
0: We we talked about this last two weeks. I told you guys this guy thinks he's he's up there with Panarin and Pasternak. He's not in the eights. Never was. No, no. he wants and to I, be paid like the big boys on the wings. <sighs> so I'm so now everybody's surprised. Everybody's no, surprised that it's, it's it's ten, ten and a half. He's always and his. I guess what he's got numbers to support it, guys.
2: But does he like he? His numbers that much yes, better than does. Sebastian Aho? And, have, and have, have
1: you seen? Active Stick, or one of my favorite follows on Twitter, said, he put this t- tweet out today saying, was curious about the comps, so I'm just sharing this. According to Cat Friendly, here are the current contracts of the NHL forwards aged 26 to 28 who outproduced Willie Nylander last year. Would you like to hear the names? Yes, of course. Short list. Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl. David Pasternak. Nathan McKinnon. Miko Rantanen. Mitch Marner. Braden Point. End of list.
2: Short oh, list. Those are, those are good hockey players, boys.
1: The, ca- the cap hits for those guys. Boys. Obviously, that starts at twelve five, Then it goes down 8 five, 11, 12, nine, ten, okay. nine and a half. 11, 12, 9, 10, 9.5. Okay, so,
0: so according to those oh. stats, he's got the Leafs by the cojones, okay? I, by the
2: short Does curlies. The, the puck not go two ways? Can we please show them the clip of him defending against Florida in the playoffs? Does that not count Listen, for something?
0: You, you, you can have anything you want that counts for something. The bottom line is here is that, you know, he doesn't have to agree in July or August or September or October to take eight and a half or nine when he can string this out to see how far he can go to get to 10.
2: I hear the bye-bye-bye theme. Is it Backstreet Boys in my head?
1: NSYNC? I don't know which one it is. but Okay, let, so, me, let, me, let me ask you guys this. Is there any world where you just play it out? Yeah, that's the, been There, there, there thing, is right? no other world Sheep, besides playing it out. Well, there's no, a but, like, well, no but like, I mean, playing keep it out Keep like, them until it's over. Just keep them until it's over. Again, next year's pretty I big year I, for the
0: Leafs. I I don't know if if uh, there is much choice outside of that as of today. Like if you you at, you at least go into the year. Definitively, here here's I'm going to play the other side for the Leafs. Of course, Nylander. You know the side is my numbers prove I can make ten and a half million dollars. Okay, here's the Leafs' point of view: is okay. If not here, you tell me where. You tell me where you're gonna go for your ten and a half million, and I'm happy to talk to them and make a trade right now. But there is not, there's not a lot of options right now today under the circumstances where the cap is. There's so all the contending teams have no cap space. So the question is, you know, do you envision going to Anaheim now? Do you envision yourself, you know? Uh, Let's just say Arizona wants to throw you a ten and a half. Hey, you want to go white, there, yeah, his wing? Yep. right? So, so that's that's the issue. Is that it's 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 not truly a a pick where you want to play. It's. Do you want to go and get an extra million and a million and a half and not try to win the Stanley Cup or do you want to try to take a little less and try to win now here for you
2: well and the other part of this Kip is when did David Pasternak signed his deal fellas was it not mid-season last year yes you know do you want to go into the season what we're offering here is the Toronto Maple Leafs is the mitigation of risk If you want to go into the season and maybe tear your Achilles and maybe end up John Klingberg, if things don't start to go well or you get hurt and you pass up all this money right now, that's a risk that Willie will have to take. And everyone in the world right now says bet on yourself, bet on yourself. It is not always good advice. Sometimes you have earned the chance to take a paycheck and if you pass it up, maybe you're getting greedy. So for Nylander, Uh, Yeah, you can go into the season. Maybe Willie goes out there and plays at a 45-goal pace and earns himself a couple more bucks. Maybe he plays at a 28-goal pace and costs some money. Maybe he gets hurt. What the Leafs are offering now before the season is the chance to alleviate that risk entirely. So to me, yeah, I understand why Willie would dig in now. I understand why he'd drag it out and even move towards the season. I just think that as you get towards the playoffs or to the start of the season, for me, it's do you want to, you know, eliminate the risk and take the money, or do you want to go and go ahead and maybe we trade you before the season starts?
1: Yeah, I think I'd, you know, ten million to me. Looking at it, it does seem a little bit ludicrous. You know, I know his numbers are there, but like we've all watched Willie for his whole career. It's like giving him ten on a long-term contract is a terrifying situation to me. I know he's Nine gotten better. Nine years than of I... contracts for Willie. Whew. I know he's looked great, but like, I think there's, you know, a ton of risk involved in giving him that contract. I know the cap's going up. I know so, he's has,
0: I'm sorry, but like so you're, you're, you're happy at 9.5, but you're not no. happy at
1: 10. No, what, I'm not happy at, at 8, 8 9, 9 would be my ceiling. Ooh, that's a low ceiling.
0: Yeah. Well, Listen, I, uh, I, I think at this point, if, if you're committed at nine, you got to be committed at 10. Um, and that's based on the fact that you think in in two or three years the cap could go up five, seven million dollars. It could be a ninety million dollar salary cap in year three, ninety-five hey, on this... to a hundred in
1: five or six years. Yeah, Dubas bet on this five years ago and it didn't go up. Like you never know, man. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think there's if you if you if you sign william nylander to a 10 million dollar contract kipper what the hell are you gonna to have to pay mitch marner well mitch I... is
0: gone mitch Mitchell will go with uh oh. he'll be up there with the dry sidles he'll be up there with the austin matthews okay he he's the leader in, in points he's the guy that uh, that plays more than austin he kills penalties he's he's uh the whisperer every time somebody's in a rut they put him on he is a top winger he will get he'll be up there with all the big boys.
1: Well, don't Kipper, like at some, and Borny, at some point here, you know, doesn't your philosophy of just, you know, giving in and giving a guy more yeah. or no? Nope. like at some point you have to put your foot down. And the previous general manager didn't put his foot down really ever. When it came to these contracts, all these guys got their, got their cake and eat it too. Like if you just pay Willie or whatever, like if you were to trade really Willie, for example, for holding out here, doesn't that send a message to Mitch? Doesn't that send a message to the rest of them that Trilling's not screwing around here?
0: Okay. Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Doesn't you said, doesn't that send a message to Mitch? And then you said, send a message to the rest of them. Someone else. The rest of them, Sammy. No, 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 no. Not somebody else. One, somebody else. 34. Need to start. You want to start sending that message, Sammy? You start at the very top with 34. You want to get to Willie and you want to get to Mitch? Send it to 34, who absolutely bent this organization over five years ago with 11.6 times 5, okay? That can't happen
1: again, Sammy, if you want to send your message. I know, but... I mean, he's the, I know you don't think so, but he's the best player in the Leafs. Like he deserves to make the most. That's how it should work. Like, I can't believe Willie Nylander would look at know. Matthews and be like, I'm better than Matthews. I should make more than Matthews. I should make more. Like this whole thing is a problem. Look at, we talk about the Bruins all the time. They just take less. They sign under a cap. Guys take less. Guys sign long Man. contracts everywhere else, except here where they have to make more money than everybody else. We gotta make more money than each other. It's yeah. like, can you just take a contract that maybe the team could win something for once in my life? Could we maybe do that? Is that so allowed?
0: You, so so <laughs> it's it's just a foregone conclusion that thirty-four needs to be uh the highest paid guy, right? Yeah.
1: To me, yeah, okay. it is. But I don't think it is to you. But to me it's he's the highest paid guy on yeah, the team. See, I, I everyone falls in I
0: line. think I think that's the issue and that's what's debatable here.
1: Okay, let's uh, add it. Espe-
0: especially especially for, for a guy like Mitch Marner, right? I know. It's like I, I can make the argument I'm more valuable than 34. Why, why do I have to take less so he can take more? It's a it's a it's a horrible uh, cycle that they started five years ago. But it, it is what it is, and I I'm not sure they can dig themselves out of this one.
1: That's what it is. That, so that's why. Go ahead, morning. Get in here. It
2: is funny to see in like the day like Mitch Marner signed his deal last year. What? Sorry, not last year. Whatever it was, and then like. Ranting and signs later for rate right and point, way less, you know, way less. And everyone looked at the Marner deal and said that is so not even reasonably a comparative. It doesn't count towards the other comparatives. It's just a wild outlier where the GM got hosed. And then they went back to signing. Is the, the talk at the time was that RFA deals are about to change? And then they didn't. It was just the Leafs took the one outlier. But
1: it is going to be fascinating. Mitch, though, he earns his money. Mitch is a elite scorer in the league. He's almost a 100-point guy every year. Like, he is worth what they paid him now. 10 but at the time, for sure. But at the time, it was crazy.
2: But the idea that everyone else, you know, Rantanen would have been worth 10 9, too, if you looked back at his value versus what he got. But he got what was market value at the time. You know, it would be great to see the Leafs start getting market value at the time. And that's why for Nylander, your case about 9 million is great valid to me because that's the current market value. You can make the case if it's Timo Meyer at eight eight and you know, you can you can make the case that he's around that nine number. As much as for some reason we only count offense today when we're talking about Willie, when the problem has been you're concerned about his two-way play, which should bring him back down to somewhere in the nines for market value. I don't know. Just the Leafs got to get started getting the big guys under contract at, at more reasonable numbers. There's no doubt it's handicapped them for Listen, half a decade.
0: When when you're when you're into UFA, it's it's not comparables. It's just one team with and a, the Leafs need to stop being the one to team. Pay what they're yeah. willing to pay for him, right? But uh, w- Willie won't sign until he hears from Austin. Now, there's a couple of theories out there. One is Mm. they're not close to signing Austin Matthews, and the other one is they've got a deal, but they won't announce it until they get Willie signed.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, which theory do you think is more true? (laughs) (laughs) Because those are two very different things, Mr.
0: Kiprios. (laughs) I know, but you tell me, what would help the Leafs more, finding out what Austin's making or... Trying to get Willie signed first before announcing Austin. Well,
1: to me, like I've said it to you before, like there's no comparison in the contracts to me.
0: Yeah, there like, is. There no, there's is not. Sammy. Willie Sammy. is not Sammy.
1: nearly as good as Austin Listen, Matthews. It's I'll, not I'll the tell same you, conversation. I'll, I'll tell
0: I'll, I'll tell you what is the poison in the salary cap in every dressing room, and that is. If you're telling me to take less just so I can hand it to 34 and not necessarily spend it on a better defenseman or uh more depth or a better goalie then I got a real problem then I want the money I don't want it going to 34 that's the issue Sammy
1: So what would the if Matthews were to sign what would be perceived as less
0: 13
1: 1, 13 2. Okay. okay.
0: All right. So then and we'll, I think so then... if if I think that they announced Austin at 13 1 or 13 2, then there'd be more pressure on Willie if he wants to stay to take the 9, 9 2, 5, as you're suggesting.
2: Okay. You know, there's it's all reasonable to suggest that Austin Matthews should do exactly that. You know, he's made. 58 million dollars at 26 years old Mm -hmm. you know the to to grind for the extra half a mil or whatever here could go a long way to the other contracts adding other players that's definitely a part of it so to me kip if you're waiting to announce matthew's contract you're concerned that it's too high if you think it's a value deal you announce it so that i'm with you yeah with you you know so i don't know I don't know. You know, these are they are related. I I agree with Sammy that their numbers shouldn't matter, but the idea that the top guy should show some sacrifice too is not an unreasonable one. Agree. So who they blinks on all first, fronts. boys? Who? If you're Brad Tree living, first. you can't come in and
1: blink. Here's the first guy here. You can't blink. You can't oh, be the guy. All the previous general manager did was blink. He was a blink machine. He was at like a he was he looking never into the designs. sun. He was looking into the sun. All he could do was blink. So he was Trump looking at an eclipse.
2: Yeah. This this, this, <laughs> could, go into, this could
0: go is. into this March.
2: March March Kip. Kip what my, month is it now? I'm not doing a show with Kip next oops. year. I got to talk about Mitch Marner's next contract. I'm not doing. Oh oops. my god. Who blinks first? <laughs> Mark. It'll be
1: me. I can tell you that in that last <laughs> conversation. <laughs> so hold on though. So if like if your first scenario or your second scenario is true that they're waiting for Matthews or for for Willie before they announce Matthews, would they wait into the season to announce this? I, like, there's no way.
0: And, and if they don't, then if you have anything remotely done, you need to announce it asap.
2: Yes, it's so funny how emotional I feel about it because right now I'm like, just trade everyone and let's lose. I don't even care. I don't want to do this for another year. You know, just get frustrated. But you know, I understand. You know whose
1: fault? You know whose management. fault this is. All what we're yelling at each other about today. You know whose fault this is? Gary, the Batman. Penguins
2: GM. Oh, Batman. Okay.
1: Thanks for the thanks for the cap. Yeah. The not five awesome. billion dollar franchise has to pinch pennies to sign all the players they've drafted and developed into superstars. Thanks, thanks, Gary. Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, couldn't even give them the milk money. We got milk on our jerseys now, and no one sees a nickel.
1: Leafs are the Real Madrid of hockey. They have the most money in the world. And they had to, like, imagine Real Madrid. They're like, yeah, you guys, you can't spend all the money in the world. They're like, what? Why? It's just the most frustrating thing in the world. Anyways, we can move on. We should maybe break. (laughs) Here's the question
2: How many hot dogs could you eat? Fourth of July, Uh, today's the day. Joey
1: chestnuts I don't know if it's canceled or not. but No, they could, canceled it, and then Joey no, Chestnut no. marched in and got it restarted. Yeah, Joey. Is, is that the <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: famous Nathan's uh, Oh, yeah, Coney Hot Island, baby. Yeah.
1: Coney yeah. Island. That, no, that be, where are it you? Happened. It, it happened. It happened already? Today? I think so. No, oh, it got it canceled happened. earlier. It got canceled, and uh, no, they uncanceled it. This is We're not researched well on this. I,
0: I thought <laughs> I skipped through a channel, and I, I watched it. Maybe it was last so, year's event.
1: Here's what happened. This morning, there was some lightning and bad weather in the New York area. I don't know if you can confirm or deny that, Kipper, but it wasn't great weather there, apparently. Correct. So they they canceled it outright. And the internet backlash to Joey Chestnut not being able to scrounge on some glizzies was (laughs) loud and mad. There's a picture of Joey Chestnut marching towards somewhere. Vince
2: McMahon again, I
1: saw. To get it restarted. And they went ahead and they did it. And guess what? Joey Chestnut won 62 dogs, 16th career title for Joey Chestnut. showing though. The hey, goat. question, yeah. Oh, he's the question. Does he make
2: more or less money per year than uh, new Conor signing Max Domi? <laughs> 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 it's got to be close, right? Eating dogs yeah. for three mil a year. I bet you. He's salary over cap. A on on stuff and kid like Uh, can he put
0: pickles and onions and tomatoes on that no he dips them in
1: water kippy so that the buns even like he dips them in water so the buns more digestible it's disgusting
2: He's just doing a strip of mustard on each one taking his time preparing each dog can i I tell you that at
1: last year at Looney dog night i went and i took down eight dogs and over two and and a half hours over a over a baseball game over a non-pitch clock baseball game so it was pretty long yeah, it, I cannot tell you how horrible I felt. Oh. I felt so bad, so sick. Like, my guts took two weeks to recover from that. It was horrible. And this guy, he does unreparable, you know, damage to his body every but year he, to train for this. 17 and a half pounds of cherry, pl- uh, cherry pie the other day. That is uh, 17 and a half pounds. That's more than my dog weighs. That's Lewis <laughs> and cherry pie. <laughs> he <laughs> ate Lewis. <Jeez. laughs> right. Oh, wow. my God. Uh, God. all
0: right on that note on that famous nathan note we're gonna to go to break and we'll come back and maybe talk about uh our favorite drops of the year oh
1: yeah from Get Derek ready,
0: brandeo i can't wait English to hear ready. those yep. after the break more real kipper and born one last time before summer break
1: breaking down the biggest stories in Toronto sports. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, just closing out. Crossing the finish line on the twenty. 20- 2022 2023 season. Nick Kipriels, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Before we get into our, uh, you know, favorite uh, Derek Brandale drop ins, uh, some thought about do you guys think you'll see uh, Eric Carlson traded between now and, say, September? JB, what do you think?
2: I do think so, right? Like there's, you know, now that he's given his sort of green light to it, the sharks aren't going to be any good. They're really incentivized to do it. I know that it's tough with salary cap, but the chance to make, you know, to add the biggest impact making defenseman in the league offensively is someone will do it. It's going to be. Well, Pittsburgh. it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kyle tried a eh? Kyle wanted to engage a lot of talk to try to get him in. Uh, but it, just was not happening to Toronto that I yeah to Toronto last year yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing though I think now I'm starting to hear that San San Jose willing to eat up as much as three million dollars okay. of the cap so that takes him to eight and a half and he still has four more years left if I'm not mistaken is mm-hmm. that enough to engage half a dozen yes. teams maybe Hell, yeah. eight and a half million for for the Norse Trophy winner, or do you need to do you
2: need to pay even more than that? Ah, uh, Kip, like look at like was Seth Jones making nine and a half. What's Wierenski make? He's making nine or something. Uh, I know,
0: but this is a guy with a bad wheel that can could bl- blow uh, another gasket at any moment.
2: Yeah, with all the things you just mentioned, though, he scored a hundred and one points. I know,
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Let me ask you something. If if San Jose decides to eat more than say twenty five thirty percent would the Leafs have been better off to back off of Klingberg and oh, wait it yes. out for for eric carlson
2: it's it's so funny Klingberg's played no shifts for the Leafs, and I'm already like yeah they might have to get off that deal you know like I maybe he'll be great, I don't know but yeah it, sur- surely you'd rather them go all in on the offensive defense him and then the you know maybe get value from a guy at four million guy
1: able to bring in him too and have three have him and uh him Riley and Klingberg and just never play defense. Dubas's dream. It would be ironic
0: if it happened. Well, you're telling me Willie doesn't play defense,
1: so right? Domi doesn't either, by the way. Are you now a Willie guy, Kipper? Like what's happening? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I I This guy goes to the Hamptons and he starts yeah. defending no, Willie.
0: No, I I like I like <laughs> I like Willie in his proper place for sure. Yeah, he will never yeah. be a guy that can lead and there'll be some nights you're just kicking yourself. Cause he no, could, it affects could,
2: Mitch's guys, money. That's why he wants Willie paid. That's what's going on here. <laughs> oh no.
0: There's, there's not enough room for everybody. Somebody's going to have to go. If you sign, if you sign Willie, uh, yeah. Mitch has got to go guys. Let's take, yeah, if you take if you sign if you sign That's Willie at ten moving forward, then I think you've you've made the decision that you gotta you gotta loosen up somebody here. Uh, blue that, <laughs> that, that blue line needs a major may, major uh change up here, guys. That's All why right.
1: you have to trade Willie because you can't trade Marner. Okay, and like we there, there, we can have the yeah. conversation about if it's if it's one or if you have to pick between Mitch Marner and Willie Niander, unfortunately. Like, it's an obvious choice. I think it's there's a lot of Leafs Nation. A hard decision. I think there's a lot of Leafs Nation that might push back on the fact that it's yeah. an easy choice. But for me, yeah. like, yeah. what Mitch Marner brings to your team is not even comparable to what Willie Nealina brings to your team. And what would you say you, know, you do here?
0: You, that's one of my favorites as well, all year. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, Mitch, it, it, without Willie, it is set up for Mitch and Austin like it would be set up for McDavid and Dreisaitl moving forward in Edmonton.
1: Well, You think McDavid stay on there?
0: Uh, what's he got, three years left on his deal?
2: I think two
1: after this year.
2: I love it. we got six minutes left in this season, yes. and we're about to trade yeah. McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not no, going to trade no, him. No,
1: no. But I'll no. just say, his. you know, we all saw how devastated he was when the Leafs didn't win that lottery. So I'll just put that out there. Oh god. Tavares' go, money's yeah. coming off the books here pretty soon here, fellas. Twenty six
0: twenty-seven. All right, so we gotta <laughs> give kudos to Sheldon Keefe for being one of our favorite oh, uh, Kippers clippers all year, do we not?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. What do we got? We needed
2: him. Shout out to Keefer.
1: Yeah. And Darren's um, got a couple I'm, of problems. I'm,
2: I'm... <laughs> <laughs> That's an all timer. Coach is you gonna keep his have... mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got I got a few faves too. Uh, I got uh, Dubis had a really good one for us, which is uh, uh, things are yeah, great. Everything's great. <laughs> that was a staple. I really enjoyed McKee's. Uh, I'm thrilled.
1: Was oh, a good one. I'm thrilled.
2: <laughs> and I think an all timer on the season's got to be Brad Mays fight my mom.
1: I'd fight oh, my yeah, mom 100%. to win another Stanley Cup. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs>
0: Maybe the all-time best one.
1: It's really good. It's, I would, and love he to see. would lose stats
2: on most frequent drop on the show. He he would lose against his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sure think the most have. common drop on the season might be what would you say you do here? Could that potentially sure. be the leader?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. But we had. Uh, I mean, but, we, go ahead. Go ahead, Sammy. Well, I was just going to give a shout out to some of the like the guests that we had all the time, like Gordo, yeah. Doug McLean. McKenna was great to us, Luke Fox, Buttes, Lots, Jimmy Ralph, mm-hmm. Panger, Brad May, like all of these guys are just so generous with their time with me as a producer. Craig Simpson, Always did you mention yes. Simmer? Oh, I didn't say Simmer, Simmer yeah. too. Like it just, you know, as a producer, I appreciate guys that are, love doing it. And that's the thing, like not to toot both your guys' horns so much, but People love coming on with you guys because it's just a different conversation than they get a lot of different places. Like it's always they're really happy to come on and talk and it's fun. So kudos to you, you guys know, too. But yeah, it's crazy you know it's how the last I,
0: show, boys. I don't know. You know what? You know how I know we're doing a good job because it's almost fifty-fifty where people accuse us of being pro-leaf and anti-leaf. 100%. You guys, like I either am being told a little from column
2: a, a, little from column B. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm told I either love the Leafs or yeah. hate the Leafs. But there is no middle it is on so our funny. show.
2: In the comments, these absolute Leafs homers, like, what do you expect? And then it's like, uh, could we get a couple of guys who don't hate the Leafs? It's like, hey, calls it as we sees it, trying to well, walk
1: the line. I'm literally both every day. Like, I am the biggest homer, and I can't we stand We need them. that. Like, it's like, I'm right. <laughs> every day is like, I love and hate this team with all my heart. I'm thrilled.
0: And, you know, with all due respect to, you know, the Blue Jays and the Raptors, um, they can never compete with that that history of of loving or hating or being frustrated uh, by their favorite local hockey team here.
1: There's no misery like Leafs misery in this city. That is like the number one misery. It really is.
0: And the reason our show does well is because misery loves company.
1: Yeah.
2: Come on here to pour your heart out and have your therapy.
1: Well, like, you know, when the Raptors are bad, there'll still be the faction of fans that stick with them, but they kind of go out of the lexicon and they're not as in the middle. The Jays were bad for a while there for after the Bautista years or whatever. But when the Leafs are bad, like... It's the middle of winter, and nobody has anything else. And they're just you like – standing stand in I, the pouring
2: rain, and I am, you just I'm feel sad. the rain. I'm sad.
1: I am yeah. sad. I am mad, and I need someone to be mad with me.
0: If this team stays as is going into training camp, mm-hmm. where do you see uh, the fan base? Sammy, I'll start with you first. Uh, uh, optimism? Uh, I think enough change, boys.
1: I think enough change has happened. I think there's enough new faces that are – it's not like last year with the one-year guys the mercenary guys like they're not bringing in zach aston reese and kubel here they're they're bringing in faces that are going to be contributors i think there'll be a new different type of face I JP, think be a before bit we
0: we break how about you optimism
2: Optimism. Bertuzzi put them over the top. It was a name people wanted. Uh, just a quick thanks for myself to Brandeo and Rolnick, and I know you're going to say all those, and putting yeah. us on the air, Fabro and Toman and Sansoni and everyone for letting us Frank have this the show. the
0: Tank, David Siss, boom Ba, all of them. <laughs> and more importantly, to our loyal listeners who have followed us on Sportsnet 590. Yes. The Fan, Sportsnet's YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, you've helped us become one of the most followed and downloaded hockey podcasts. There is doing okay. your passion, emotion, <laughs> enthusiasm. Uh, none of this would be worth its while. So whatever happens for tomorrow, who knows, but uh, it's been a great two years bringing you the real Kipper and born show. So till we meet again, please have a safe and enjoyable summer from your friends at real Kipper and born.